Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. Today, Melissa is going to tell Jackie about the horrific love parade disaster that claimed 21 lives in 2010. Please be aware that this episode could be triggering to some. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, creepy cats. Welcome back to Even That's Creepy Podcast. Jackie and I have another episode for you today, and we're touching on a little summary episode, perhaps a summary theme, and we're talking about some, I don't even know how to say it, concert disasters, so to speak. Yes, concert disasters. Another reason why I think it's important to talk about this is because these stories, like, they're so sad and tragic thinking about people trying to go to what should be one of the best days of their lives and having something horrible happen. But I also do think that it's important to learn about these cases. It's informative. And when I listen to some of these stories, I just hope, I just think that, you know, not every concert is worth going to if you know there are going to be millions of and thousands of people there like I personally Mm -hmm. would rather be safe and I need to know a concert I'm going to is secure and has good safety and things like that so that's all I'm just saying is I think that these episodes they're so horrible but I think they can at least teach us to be safe um make sure you're aware of your surroundings even when you're going to a public space like that Especially with, if you're from the U.S., you definitely heard of the Astroworld concert from Travis Scott that was a couple years ago. I don't remember what year, but it was a couple years ago, and sadly, there were multiple people who lost their lives because of a crowd surge at that concert, so it is good to know. I thought of that, too, of Astroworld. In this case today that I'm going to talk about, this is a phrase that I had never heard of before also, and no one has ever told me about this phrase, what actually caused people's deaths. I always just thought that people were trampled and things like that. But I remember also so sadly when the South Korean Halloween When some people, unfortunately, passed away of that last year, they said it was because of suffocation and things like that. Yeah. I had never even considered that of going down an alley with too many people and suffocating. Like, that is so horrifying. Yeah, that is really terrifying because you just know it's a scary way to, um, yeah, it's just really scary. (laughs) So I am going to be telling Jackie today about the what people refer to as the love parade disaster of 2010. And this occurred in Germany. So maybe that's why I wasn't very familiar with this story, but so sad. So the love parade was a huge parade in Germany, and it was a concert and a festival basically all put into one. Such a cool idea. It was trucks that would drive down with DJs and things like that on them. So it's like a parade that's concerts and stuff because DJs are performing on floats 
So you follow them or? You basically, I'm assuming, just stand in one spot like you would a parade and they go by and people just dance like the whole time and have fun and are loud. That'd be crazy. I know. The parade started in 1989 in Berlin when two artists and creators at the time, their name were Matthias and Danielle. I'm not going to say the last names because I know I will butcher them, but those were the first names. And the parade actually started as a birthday event for Matthias. And then it was also going to be meant as a political demonstration. I thought this was cute. The motto for the very first one that they had was peace, joy, and pancakes. (laughs) Peace would obviously mean peace without violence or weapons. Joy would be the music that would be played, and the pancakes represent the call for fair production and distribution of food. Wow, that's cute. I know. So they basically wanted to have this big birthday party for Matthias that was going to be kind of like a rave, and it actually turned into this political demonstration and a party because over 150 people showed up. Nice. They danced their way through the streets of Berlin, and with that, the love parade was born. That's a cute little origin story. I know. Of course, as the years went by, it just became more and more popular. As you can imagine, the word travels. People are loving it. It's a big party. So the setup, like I said, was large trucks with full stages and floats containing DJs, artists, dancers, performers of all kinds. It was also said to be extremely loud because there are numerous trucks that have extensive sound systems. So it was so loud. This isn't funny. It was so loud that in 2001, vets at the Berlin Zoo said that half of the animals were experiencing diarrhea due to the heavy bass disturbing them. Oh, no. That's really sad. It is not funny at all. I know. I that is really that. sad because that pro- I'm, I know it causes, causes a lot of anxiety for the animals. So I'm sure there should be some sort of like law or ordinance or something about how. <laughs> it is really sad because you think about how close proximity you can do a concert to livestock. You livestock. <laughs> No, but yeah, it's just sad. You think about your dog when fireworks happen, and it does make me really sad. But at the same time, it's just a little funny because it's the Berlin Zoo. So if half the animals have diarrhea, like imagine the cleanup for the workers the next day when they came in. Yeah, I don't know why I said livestock. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you're right. And I mean, if it's just a one, it's once a year, right? Yeah, it's only once a year. I mean, yeah, that does suck for the animals but i don't know it's once a year in one day the love parade is also famous for its guests who are often wearing fun exotic clothing sometimes no clothing concert goers bring props such as dummies toys face masks pretty similar to what edm las vegas and things like that are today uh it's always been like that a love parade They go all out. Go off. And dancing is basically the largest part next to the music. There are many famous pictures of attendees dancing through the streets of Berlin. 
on telephone booths dancing in trees like on the side of buildings it's kind of funny oh that's crazy i need to look up these pictures yeah it basically seems like the whole town just stops and parties as the parade goes through but so that just though like you already can tell that this parade is huge at this point it's a festival a concert all of that so what happened (laughs) in 2010 It was announced that the Love Parade would not be going through Berlin anymore because I guess Berlin was becoming too crowded on the streets. I think that event operators wanted the area to be a little less city, so they decided to move to another city of Duisburg and... An article that I read by The Guardian described that Duisburg only had around 500 residents living there and the Love Parade in total each year over, it it was a couple of days festival, but over a couple of days would have a million people. Oh my God. So that's red flag number one, that you have a town of 500,000 expected to host a million. I do understand with Berlin, it would like it just getting entirely too crowded since there are a lot of people who live there already, but still, it's just, I don't know. I just, this town was clearly, this location was clearly not the answer. And the area that they chose specifically for the parade, they had to use a former freight station. So it was a wide tunnel semi-underground, and they were going to use parts of the tunnel as well for entrances. So I would look this up because it is like a little confusing the layout without being there. But on one side was the Autobahn Highway. On the other was railway lines. And in between those were the grounds for this event. So it does make sense. Like you could see why they wanted it to be just in this one isolated area. But the issue was the only entrance that they planned on using was the former freight tunnel that led to this main ramp so there was only another ramp nearby and it was originally closed off i don't know how people thought that the tunnel would work for an entrance the tunnel itself could only hold 250,000 people and like i said the year prior the turnout for love parade was almost a million So I know that not everyone would be, they assumed not everyone would be entering at once, but still, that's just a quarter. Like, you need to have more than that. Yeah, it's just why not be cautious. Because what if you had more? I mean, Lord forbid, what if for some reason you had more? Exactly. That's such a good point. And two, they're, they're using this tunnel that's already small because clearly it's a tunnel And then they're only going to have one ramp as an entrance, not even multiple for people to funnel in and out of. So I just don't understand, as many people didn't understand why they thought that this entrance would be able to fit all these people trying to get into this area. It just was so confusing. Before the concert started, many performers also were concerned about the location. They just didn't think that it would work compared to going through the streets of Berlin. 
An American man named Bruce Cullen, he owned a company called Trance Elements, and he was one of the performers who would ride on a float during the parade. Bruce has been outspoken since the incident, and he said that he and others were hesitant about the safety of the floats and the safety of the parade in general. And he also critiqued that the event didn't have enough police force at the entrances and things like that to handle the crowd volume. So, the incident, things were not going as planned before Love Parade even started. So, this was the day that they're opening up, and attendees were told that the grounds would open at 11, but they didn't open until around 12. So, you know, you already have people lined up. Yeah, more than expected. People probably got there before even 11 Mm -hmm. to get in first and all of that. So, you're an hour late and there's a million people who are going to show up to this. So, there are already a shit ton of people waiting at the gates. And very quickly, overcrowding became a problem as that tunnel was being used as an entrance. It became so crowded with parade goers that the police began telling people to turn back with the loudspeaker, just saying it's too crowded, like, to get through the tunnel right now. But then that makes even more people because they're still letting people in. Well, so then that was the entrance, like, to get in. Oh, okay. You had to go through that tunnel. So then police just started to say that the tunnel was too crowded and people couldn't get in at the moment but you know how it is when there's a large crowd people become upset they're frustrated they just want to get in and see the concerts so as chaos grew a lot of the concert the guests started to believe that the exit to the tunnel was also being used and just thought that you know like there will be another exit somewhere so they all just start pushing moving towards the back of the tunnel and as i mentioned before the love parade organizers wanted only the ramp to be used so the tunnel was just too narrow to hold all these people people start shuffling to the back more people are pushing into the front not caring what the police officers are say saying And so attendees are just pushed back into the areas of the tunnel that are narrow and chaos just begins. As with many overcrowding disasters, once that many people are in an area, of course, they start to panic. Everyone wants to try and find an exit. And in the tunnel, there was a set of steps that was on the side You know how if a train broke down that there would be like that set of steps on the side that someone, people could use to leave? Mm -hmm. They did have that one set of steps on one side and people were trying to, there are famous pictures of a paramedic leaning over the side and trying to pull people up from the crowd and other people trying to climb up. It's just so horrific i literally could not even imagine being in this situation no this is honestly this is one of my worst nightmare situations without a doubt being in a crowd surge and eventually the steps also became so overcrowded and there were reports of people falling or getting pushed off the back of the steps 
And there were also reports of people just climbing over top of others who had fallen because everyone just wanted to leave. Panic mode. Mm-hmm. So later, investigators determined that the number of people compiled in that tunnel resulted in something called crowd turbulence rather than a stampede when people are like, everyone starts stepping on top of others. So... An article I will link said that crowd turbulence occurs when an area is just overcrowded and people start to panic. So they push into one another. You're all pushing towards a direction in different ways. So basically, the like violence of all these people in one spot pushing around can be incredibly dangerous. For example... In the trials that would later happen regarding this love parade incident, a 34-year-old man named Mansfred B. described the events that he had witnessed that day, and he also took videos of it, which I believe he uploaded to YouTube. Mansfred is six foot three, so he did have a slight advantage because he was taller and could get air easier. Mansfred told the courts that he nearly suffocated another guest in the crowd because his elbow dug into that person's throat and they were packed in so tightly he could barely move his arm away. That is terrifying. So that's what I mean when, like, there are just these injuries that can occur because people are packed in so tight. You know, you could be constricting someone's breathing and not even know. When... Mansfred finally reached an area with more space. He saw two individuals lying on the ground. He said he started to give both CPR until police officers and paramedics arrived, but it was too late and the person did not respond. Oh my god. He also said that he walked around like a zombie after this because he just not couldn't believe what had happened. And he also saw a young woman who was pinned on the ground below a group of people who had fallen. Mansfred grabbed her hand, and he was still taking videos at this time. And oh my told God. her that they would both make it out alive and that everything would be okay. And I will say in the months after the event, Mansfred was reunited with the woman because of the video that he took, and they were reunited on a talk show. So she thankfully did survive. And... You know, people, like, were publicly really proud of Mansfred and many others who did risk their own safety and whatnot to try and help. But it's just horrifying. That's just crazy that you think you're going to a concert. So much fun. And no joke, you're not even through the gates. Like, you are at the very beginning of it all. Yeah, not... That's, I think, what is the scariest part, too, is that there was no point of, like, things were fine. I mean, honestly, though, could you imagine being the very first person who made it all the way through the tunnel and then just being like, wait, what happened? Like, no. that would be... Ugh. Yeah, because people did make their way through that just as more Awful. and more people show up. This, everything just happened because so many people are showing up and... Poor Mansfred. I know. At least that lady didn't die, but that's still awful that he... Had to try to give CPR to someone who did pass away. I have another awful account for you. I'm sorry. Okay. A 31-year-old woman named Rosalinda B. She also took the stand and was a guest. Um, I'm sorry. She also took the stand and was one of the witnesses in the trial that happened. 
Rosalinda said that she and her sister were going to the love parade and they actually went into that crowd of people because on their way in, Rosalinda's sister hurt her hand and they were trying to find a paramedic and didn't realize that this chaos was unfolding because it's inside a tunnel and no one could have known that. So Rosalinda was incredibly emotional on the stand. She said that her sister begged her not to let go of her hand but the two became separated as a line of police officers became separated amongst a group of hundreds of people rushing in. Rosalinda detailed that since she was short, all she could see was the backs of people in front of her and just backpacks as everyone's pushing and shoving. Rosalinda described through tears that she spotted a young girl laying on the ground and asked her for help, but there was nothing that Rosalinda could do because... She also can't move. She was also getting pushed around. And so she couldn't do anything. And she said on the stand that she still, to this day, like, regrets not being able to do something to help. Rosalinda ended up losing consciousness and woke up in the ICU, the intensive care unit. Oh, my God. With massive injuries to her chest and bruising across her entire body. And on top of that, the psychological trauma and guilt that she felt impacted her every day. And she explained on the stand that she honestly just wanted to forget the entire thing in her mind because it was so painful for her to remember. Did her sister pass away? I don't think so. I don't believe so because she didn't mention that. She just said that the two got separated and like that's still something she feels guilty about because her sister still had to stay with her and she couldn't. Um, But Rosalinda did say that that experience made her pursue a career in nursing. So at least she could find some healing from it. That's true. I mean, at least she can make something good out of it because that is just so, so scary. I know. It, I could, like, we just keep saying we can't imagine, but this is genuinely, I know, Jackie and I, one of our biggest fears <laughs> ever. Yeah, like, seriously, one of our worst fears. So it's just hits home for us even more. Mm-hmm. A 21-year-old man named Kevin Kay later told The Guardian that he was there that day and the scene was just gruesome. Kevin said that there were 25 people or so piled together in a heap and people who were already dead laying on the ground. And he said that he noticed a pale man laying on the ground, just not looking well, and he asked a paramedic nearby if the person needed some water, but the paramedic said that the person was already deceased. Like, oh my god. And Kevin also claimed that while paramedics tried to help the injured, police stood on the bridge above and watched from the steps and didn't do anything. Um, We do know that there were police officers who were there, but like I said, they got pulled apart. I don't really know what all they could, what they, they can do. do. Mm-hmm. And there are countless other stories like Kevin, Rosalinda, and Manfred pictures and videos from people who were there if you want more firsthand accounts but um i imagine you guys could get the picture because it's just i can't even imagine and to think you i think about stampedes and things like this but it's even scarier if you're 
five foot and you're stuck in this crowd of people, you literally cannot breathe and you pass out. Rosalinda's lucky she survived. Uh huh. So as complete chaos was just ensuing, guests, of course, were not caring about the rules anymore because a lot of people were just running for safety once they got out. Parade attendees were spilling out of every exit, <clears throat> and many ran across the I-59 highway on the other side. Well, no, the highway was closed during that time. Oh, okay. Because they knew that there'd be so many people, and they wanted to just use it for emergencies for paramedics. So they did have paramedics and police vehicles using that highway, but I did see reports that a lot of vehicles were slowed down by all of the people running across the highway and trying to escape. So there weren't any injuries on that front. But again, chaos. just another reason, yeah, why things became so chaotic and it took a little bit for the crowd to be broken up. In total, 21 people lost their lives that day. That is horrible. I don't even know how that how it gets broken up eventually. I know. Like, I don't get it, but I don't... Ugh. Over 300 were injured. The fatalities were aged 18 to 38, which is just so young. Like, no one was even older than 40. So young. That is so sad. 14 were from Germany, and the other seven were international travelers or expats. So it was just all over the place across the board, men and women, just news of the fatalities and the injuries were also not immediately made public. But I do think that was smart because they were afraid that there would be further chaos or riots. So they didn't tell people inside the festival that all of this happened, which then is tragic because you think that they're just like posting and having this great day. Well, yeah. it's 2010, but... They're having this great day taking all these pictures while simultaneously people are dying yeah. in the tunnel. That's true. But when it was officially announced that this horrible disaster had taken place, organizers also announced that this would be the last love parade ever and the parade would no longer continue out of respect for the victims. Wow. That's sad. But respect, respectful call. And of course, after just this horrible tragedy, this disaster, everyone is thinking, who is to blame? Who is going to be taken to trial for this? And unfortunately, like many other situations, numerous parties were to blame. You can't just say it's one person who did this or one group or just the police or anything like that. If someone asks what caused the disaster, the answer is, like, pretty simple. There were way too many people trying to enter a narrow space that was not equipped for that amount of people. But, again, just who is to blame? In the years after the events, there was a lot of finger-pointing and lawsuits and things like that. First, attendees said that the public turned to the police because they the public wanted the police to help them wanted to protect them they were there and i'm sure that guests felt like they weren't doing everything they could but 
The police also claim that they did everything in their power and that they were put into an impossible situation of trying to wrangle in a crowd that was too large. And the police said that the festival planners and operators should be to blame. And I do agree. I'm sure as a guest, seeing police officers standing overhead or something would be like, you would be thinking, what the hell, help me. But at the same time, truly, what were they supposed to do when thousands of people were in there and they had like a hundred police officers? I also agree. And how just did the Love Parade organizers genuinely think that this location could fit that amount of people? So, yeah, I think the organizers are to blame who chose this location and thought that this layout was going to work, right? The mayor of Duisburg, Adolf Saarland, he was heavily critiqued because many believed that he signed off on the plans and all the documents and everything in order to just generate revenue for the city. So many believe that he knew the location didn't work or he didn't take the time to research the logistics and everything like that. So there was a lot of drama with him also. And threats of violence being made to him and his party. But the mayor refused to acknowledge any guilt and refused to resign from his position. But he was finally removed by vote in 2012. So um, two years or so after. So just, I mean, even if he didn't have direct fault, people were just, again, rubbed the wrong way by the whole thing. I think the guests and fans of Love Parade became really frustrated with the finger pointing. It's like the morality went out the window. No one, not a single party, has ever taken accountability for this disaster. That's annoying. Not even the organizers because everyone just has an excuse. People are saying that the, you know, the organizers will say the police should have done more and they wanted more police to be there and everything like that. Over a dozen people were tried for the Love Parade disaster, city officials, organizers, but unfortunately, everyone who stood trial was acquitted of their crimes due to insufficient evidence. There was just not enough evidence to blame one group in particular. Like, there were, the courts did say that clearly the ground chosen could not fit these people on paper. That was easy to see. But... They couldn't, they couldn't say without a doubt whose fault that was and with enough certainty to blame that person and actually put them in jail. So it's so frustrating. But from a legal standpoint, I do understand. It's just too difficult when you have so many parties organizing a huge event. I agree. And sadly, in 2020, that would be 10 years after the event. So the statute of limitations has now passed. But damn. The Love Parade disaster, the victims, and the survivors will never be forgotten. And in 2010, a large group of German DJs produced a track called Remember Love about the event. It was released under DJs United, if anyone wants to find it. The Life in a Day documentary series made a movie for the year 2010, and they added video footage of the Love Parade disaster as a defining moment in the world from 2010. 
And in 2014, a German rock band named Axis released a song called 21 Crosses that was dedicated to the 21 victims, naming each of the victims at the end. The song is really powerful. I would highly recommend listening to it. The lyrics to the chorus are, Still feel the shadows of the love parade. Will you take away the tears today when we pray? The memories of their names will still remain, but who will take the blame? Damn. And I, that's true. I think that song just entirely sums up this entire situation and the frustration that German people, festival goers, and just the world, the frustration and the sadness that everyone felt about this happening. So that, unfortunately, is the Love Parade disaster that occurred in 2010. And I just feel so horrible for everyone. But the only thing I can think of is after this, it just really made me think, like, some things are just not worth it. Some concerts are not worth it. If I don't feel safe going into it, if I don't have a steady means of transportation, a place to stay, and things like that, you know, sometimes it's just not worth it. Yeah, and sometimes it is just... uh it doesn't hurt to consider these things. If you're going to a big festival or a big concert, no, look before where the exits are. Look on a map, not like when you get there, like look before on a map of all that stuff. Because just five minutes of prep can help. Yeah, and no victim blaming to anyone, no. of course, because this was 110% the organizers, but... Yeah, for sure. In this, it's like without a doubt, there's no victim blaming because it was like the second they got in there. I know. It's just so frustrating to think, too, that people are going in to find paramedics. Like, you're you're mm-hmm. expected to have help when you go to a public concert. And to think that finding paramedics almost cost Rosalinda her life is just, like, inexcusable. I totally agree. Unforgivable. It really is. And scary. Well, let us know what you guys think about this theme. Definitely let us know if you guys want to hear more stories like this. They're so tragic and horrible, but let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll definitely talk more about things that can be a little more informative like this. So, And obviously, say, stay safe if you're going to any summer concerts. For sure. We hope you're staying safe all summer, Groupie Cats. For sure. And stay cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Ew That's Creepy Podcast. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ew That's Creepy Podcast or send us an email at Ew That's Creepy Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats. <laughs>